Hi, it's Roger Sipkins. Welcome to Winning Strategies. Today we're going to talk about if I were your CEO. In a recent episode, I discussed what I would do if I were an agency's sales manager. That episode generated a phenomenal response, prompting a huge number of questions and comments. Although producers weren't so crazy about it, most agency sales managers loved it. They said it gave them a real blueprint to follow. Well, I've also heard from several listeners who wanted me to revisit the topic, but on another level. Their question, what would you do if you were our CEO? Well, that's a great question. And it really got me thinking about my quote-unquote perfect vision for an agency. How would I create an agency that exists in my mind, but then make it a reality? If you followed me at all, you know that I'm always preaching that numbers, your actual results, are the end result of the behaviors and strategies you have in place in your agency. Subsequently, the best behaviors and strategies should become the non-optionals that drive the desired results. In effect, these become your rules of the game. Over the years, I've compiled a list of the top 25 Sitkins rules of the game for an agency's predictable and guaranteed success. So if I were your CEO, these rules would provide the foundation for all of the growth and success of an agency. What I'm going to share with you now are the top 10 rules for you as a CEO. Now, a complete list of the 25 is available at our website. So go to sitkins.com forward slash p forward slash two five rules. So what's the first rule of the top 10? Differentiate or die. You must have a unique selling process that differentiates you from all other competitors. Now, I know you've heard this about a thousand times before, but what have you done about it? Typically, when I broach this subject with owners and managers and ask them how they differentiate from other agencies, I hear the sound of crickets chirping. Seriously, it gets very quiet very quickly. That's because they've been winging it for years, but still doing pretty well financially. However, the best agency CEOs are tired of fighting the commoditization of our industry and are ready to change their approach. The second rule, focus on the four R's. As CEO, I would create an overall focus for the organization that would be memorable, acceptable to everyone, and easy to recite. Everything we do would all be about results, relationships, retention, and referrals tied to a culture of accountability. So if I were the CEO, I would question my managers, my team members, the individuals about where and how they're investing their time, talent, and energy. I'd want to ensure that everything we do is about getting results, not just staying busy, hiding behind activities. Specifically, I'd want to know what we are doing to proactively manage relationships, install exit barriers, which will result in a very high retention rate, and create such an outstanding client experience that we earn nonstop referrals. The next rule I'd follow is I'd know the 80-20. You know, Pradle's principle, the 80-20 rule, is one of the most powerful and transformational strategies ever, yet most agencies ignore it. As your CEO, I would use the 80-20 to focus on the vital few versus the trivial many clients. 
I would make sure that everyone on my team could identify those vital few clients, the top 20% that are generating 80% of our revenue. Now understand, this isn't a matter of treating certain clients badly or poorly. Any account that stays with inside the agency deserves some sort of VIP treatment. The reality is that a high percent of your clients should be moved to service centers. Talk about that some more in some future episodes. Any account that stays inside the agency deserves VIP treatment. Now, we should have standards for what an A account receives versus a B account versus a C account. One of the big rules I'd have is no subsidizing. If I were the CEO, I would never allow profitable producers to subsidize unprofitable producers. Consequently, there would be no RIP retired in place producers. As CEO, I would require and inspire producers to invest 80% of their time in sales and sales related activities. The only exception would be producers in training. We know that we're not going to make money on new producers for the first couple of years. However, they better be producing by the third year period. The bottom line, it's okay to subsidize the newbies, but not the oldies. Next rule would be all about pipelines. As with my role as your sales manager, my weekly, if not daily focus as CEO would be on filling prospect pipelines to the point of having more opportunities than time. Also, rather than worrying about suspects and prospects, we'd focus solely on identifying future ideal clients. Now, we would know exactly who they are, including the main contact's name and contact information. Furthermore, if I were CEO, I would know the top 100 future ideal clients for my agency, the ones who would ultimately be among the top 20% of our customers. Also, I would meet with my sales manager at least once each week to discuss where we stand on our top 100. The reality is that most agencies never define their top 100. They seem to think that every mere fogger is a viable prospect. The next thing we'd be all over if I were the CEO is I would emphasize the importance of relationships. I talked about the four hours focus a minute ago, results, relationships, retention, and referrals. But when I think about relationships and I think about all the things that are happening, I really do believe that our best business practices should be all about relationships. You may remember from some previous podcasts that I believe there are five types of relationships that should be proactively managed. Our clients, our future ideal clients, our carriers, our fellow team members, and our centers of influence. So if you believe, as I do, that relationships are what it's all about, let's make sure those are being proactively managed. The seventh rule would be relentless preparation. I firmly believe that every opportunity deserves your very best. And as CEO, I would insist that every team member be relentlessly prepared to compete at the highest level. For instance, if one of your PRMs, Personal Lines Risk Managers, is going to do an annual review with a client, they had better be prepared for it. The same goes for people who must deal with tough claims, loss control situations, or any other insurance-related issue. If I were CEO, I would require 
ongoing, low-risk practice to ensure that each employee is prepared for every meeting, for every question, for any contingency that might arise. I frequently refer to business guru and speaker Dan Sullivan, who often talks about the concept of your front stage versus your backstage. Your front stage is what goes on in front of the curtain. It's everything that the client or the prospect sees, the public sees. The backstage is everything behind the scenes that supports what's happening in front of the curtain. As CEO, I'd insist on spending a significant amount of time properly staging and thoroughly practicing what's in front of the curtain. This applies to anything that can be seen, heard, or felt by a center of influence, a client, or a future ideal client. Even something as simple as how the phone is answered. You can never over-refer anything that can affect the agency's brand. Next thing we'd focus on is the overall client experience. You know, there's a lot of talk out there about client experience, but few agencies ever do much about it. Before it can be implemented, the client experience must be clearly and explicitly defined. It should answer the question, how do your clients feel after they've dealt with you? As CEO, I would define every aspect of the client experience, how the phone is answered, to how our email looks, to what we provide to clients, and how we respond to them with everything that we do. I would also have a written policy on how we treat our clients. You know, the employees of Ritz-Carlton actually carry a card around that defines how they are expected to interact with the guests. There's even a sign above the employee entrance that reads, ladies and gentlemen, serving ladies and gentlemen. Now, of course, slogans and written policies are meaningless unless they are embraced and implemented by the entire agency. So if I were CEO, I would make sure that everyone adhered to our agency's client experience, which would be so phenomenal that we'd have 100% client retention. In fact, our clients would become such raving fans that we'd generate constant referrals and introductions from them. What's more, we'd never have to worry about renewing an account because we'd have a culture of cultivating and continuing relationships. The client experience is a topic I would constantly promote to my team. The next rule is that I would become a true learning organization. Can you imagine having a sports team that didn't constantly work to improve its performance? Wouldn't be much of a competitor, would it? The same is true for the insurance business. Everyone in the organization should be improving every year, if not every quarter. In leading the agency, I would provide ongoing training and opportunities for development for all of our team members. This would include much more than just attending a mandatory continuing education class during the year. If I were the CEO, we would be a learning organization constantly striving to improve collectively to get better at our jobs. I would also hold everyone accountable for what they've learned and how they're implementing it. If I were the CEO, I'd make it really clear, we train to win. Our 10th rule, we would focus on the four C's. Ideally, everything we do should positively benefit the lives of others. 
As CEO, I would constantly sharpen my focus on making a constant impact on the four C's, our clients, our colleagues, our community, and our carriers. Now, we talked about the client experience above. What about the colleagues? When it comes to our colleagues, I want to provide a great work environment with substantial opportunities for both career and financial improvements. And also, I'd want a very successful agency that gives back to others and benefits the entire community, be it close to home or far away. Finally, let's not forget the carriers. What are you doing to create the best possible brand with your carriers? During my last mission trip to Nicaragua, one of the other volunteers was a regional vice president for a major insurance carrier. And because it's really hard for me to take my coach's cap off, I asked her what she thought about the agency distribution system. Among other questions, I wanted to know what her best agencies do exceedingly well. When I asked her, what percent of your underwriting decision is based upon the name of the agency and the name of the producer, she didn't even blink. She immediately replied, a little more than 50%. Now, hopefully you remember our discussions about having top-of-the-stack submissions. So one of the areas I'd really focus on is what are we doing with the carriers? Now, overall, if I were your CEO, I would preach all of these things nonstop so that they would become the foundation for my agency's culture. So what's the bottom line? Even though you've probably heard these 10 rules before, are you doing them? Or if you think 10 is too many, pick three and then actually do them. Ultimately, it comes down to selling more, retaining more, and earning more. In order to do that, you have to lead more. Thanks for listening to Winning Strategies. For new opportunities to replace that which is no longer working in your agency and the ability to sell more, retain more, and earn more, visit our website, www.sitkins.com. There's some free tools there you can use also.